it gets worse every time. That's it, it's worse and worse. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, live from right about here. It's the ESG industry's only weekly woke data podcast, featuring BS man Matt Muscardi. Take a bow, Matt. Um, I am bowing. It's audio. No one can tell. In today's effortless, effortless spaghetti gas, <laughs> your your algorithm is broken. Called May tenth, twenty twenty three. Random ESG headlines, proxy vote observations, and an incredibly nerdy ESG deep dive from Matt Muscardi. Right? Yeah. You go oh, it's worse than nerdy. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Oh, before we get started, yeah. I know we want to talk about our sponsor, S-Gage. Our show today is being sponsored by S-Gage, your ESG data solutions provider. Um, or is it data? Uh, well, what would Paul say? Uh, data. Data. All right, <laughs> Paul. A clap for data. Um, I also want to say that if you happen to be in the Portland, Maine area, yeah, June 3rd through June, what, 9th? Yeah, it's about a week. The Port Fringe Festival is mm-hmm. featuring yep. the Business Pants Corporate Theater Players. Yes. They have four or five different shows going on. So stop in, and they'll, yesterday's show, they did earnings calls, um, was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, listening to a beer company earnings call while all the people were drunk. The transcript was my favorite thing of the day. So yeah, go, check them out. go book your hotels, Airbnbs, campsites now. Do it. Just yeah, go do it, do it now. It's a, good, do- <laughs> it's a good weekend away if you're from Boston, New York, Mumbai, wherever you're coming from. It's yeah. a great weekend away. But you literally need to do it now. There's already nothing left. So it's not do it cheap. Now. Do it. Ready? Random ESG headlines. Ooh, random. We're we're selling our thing hard today. Random. Aren't they all kind of random though? Is there a structure <laughs> I mean, to ESG it, that we've discovered? <laughs> our sh- uh, basically, if you're listening to this show, you've been indoctrinated into random. Wednesday is for our nerds, for our ESG analyst nerds. Because you know what? I know you work at companies, at ESG research providers, and they don't get you together enough and discuss stories like this, but so we do. Yeah. I mean, they actually, they ask you actively to have no fun, to talk like robots, and all you want to do is like stand around the toaster oven and figure out who melted the cheese on the Ugh. inside of it and the, what their ESG score should be. And why does everything smell like tuna? Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Thread up dual oh. lists. Oh, you're done. <laughs> Thread up dual lists on long-term stock exchange bolstering ESG commitment. That's the headline. Dual lists. Yeah, so this is the long-term stock exchange, which we talked about a while back. Thread up really is time ago. Thread up is now only one of two companies listed on the platform alongside Asana. Okay? Long-term 
stock exchange uh, is a principles-based exchange requiring listed companies to detail and publish policies that offer stakeholders insight into how a company builds its business for the long term. It's very stakeholder friendly, very stakeholder centric. And there's a focus on the long term, not the short term. I don't know why they only have two people. Yeah. Does that mean only two companies care about the long term and that's it? Yeah. And let me tell you what these two companies have in common, Matt. Uh, is it, um, you're going to guess. Yeah. You're going to guess. Young founders. Yeah. Um, that's that say all sorts of things about stakeholders. Yes. And sustainability. Yeah, absolutely. And the planet. And, and that's it. And what's the key governance governance feature of both companies? Oh, let me guess. <laughs> Dual class shares. Yeah. So here's the oddity of the long term <laughs> stock exchange. And if any of you are from that exchange are listening, I know you are. Just reach out to us. I'd like to have this conversation. Both companies have dual class stock structures. Uh, both have the exact same structure, class B shares getting 10 votes per share. So at Asada, two men control 89% of the voting power. And those two men are actually our Facebook alums, Dustin Moskovitz, who also co-founded Facebook, oh. and Justin Rosenstein. So that's what you're getting in Asana. And at ThreadUp, um, six directors control just under 50% of the actual outstanding shares, but control over 90% of the total voting power. So what what kind of exchange is this, Matt? Why wouldn't they... It, what is this? Why wouldn't they give... If they want to control, six mm-hmm. directors own 49.8% of the outstanding shares. Just make the shares that they own Get a few worth 1.001 votes. And then it's, it gets us or up to 51%. Get another... Get a, buy a few more shares and get rid of this horrible rule. But Matt... Yeah, seriously. So what kind of exchange is this? It's like invest with us. You don't have a say, but you can watch us over the long term do stuff. Is that what I, this is? I mean, I mean, like the what? It, so we can view the long term through the the lens of some companies. I, you know what the bet is here? Yeah. The bet is if you listed on the long term stock exchange because of the requirements of the long term stock exchange, you don't need to control them because mm-hmm. you can feel like, oh, well, they're long term focused companies. That's true. Give them control. It doesn't long matter leash. they're focused on the long term. Yeah. I, I don't buy it, but good for them. Uh, moving on, I have a few anti-ESG woke wars updates. Oh. They both apply to me. Oh. Which is all I care about. They both just oh. happen to, to be about me, really. First, uh, in Maine, good news and bad news. First, in the state of Maine, where that... The, uh, where Matt, you're talking about the Fringe Festival, right? Yeah, poor it's happening fringe. right here in Maine. Maine legislator dismisses anti-ESG bill. They struck it down. Oh, wow, they dismissed it. What did it? Was it the the playbook legislation that we've seen everywhere else? Do you know? Like pretty uh, much. Yeah, yeah, it was the same thing. Like banning anyone from discriminating against fossil fuels, which of which Maine has no companies that like are involved in fossil fuels. Is that yeah, this is just sort of a straight, like if it smells like ESG, it, it, it's no good for anybody. Get rid of it. Oh, okay. Well, well they would be right about that. ESG yeah. does smell like tuna in a toaster oven um, in an MSCI office. But this bill is now dead. In, uh, but unfortunately in Ohio, where I went to college, Ohio bill would ban colleges from discussing diversity and climate change. Wow. I <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. 
That feels Welcome like a to bold Ohio. move. It yeah. feels like a bold move. We are going to ban the discussion of an entire topic. And here's Why? one more. Here's one little more rider on this bill. Diverse. It says diversity is not all the bill tackles. It also requires colleges to sever any ties with the Chinese government or Chinese schools. Oh, really? Chinese Jesus. schools. <laughs> yeah. They don't want a single Chinese student anymore. Yeah. So now, wow. even more, even more so openly, the anti-ESG movement is openly racist. I, I'm just pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and against what? climate change. I mean, okay, I guess. Right. Uh, like, uh, I've n- I've not heard of a school other than a religious school that literally said there are topics that we are not allowed to discuss here. Well, uh, what we're not covering today is Governor Ron DeSantis. I don't know if you read this. He's also now preventing Chinese from buying property in the state. I saw that. Yeah. 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 That sounds fun. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, what if you were Chinese born American? Yeah, there's there's limitations on that, too. So now you can't own property in Florida. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome to to Florida. Welcome to the land of freedom. Uh, Italian oil firm Eni faces lawsuit alleging early knowledge of climate crisis. This will be the first lawsuit of its kind in Italy. Yeah, they already had this lawsuit in a bunch of other places. Uh, they had it Royal Dutch Shell in yeah, the Netherlands. That was the big one. Yeah. Credit Swiss CEO to join UBS board. What do you think about this one? Oh. I wanted to get your take on this. So Ulrich Corner. Who was the CEO of the of the failure that was Credit Suisse is joining the board at UBS uh, following the 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 deal the three point two five billion dollar deal in his role Corner will be responsible for ensuring Credit Suisse's operational continuity blah 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 and that all existing Credit Suisse executive board members will report to him so. Why keep the failure? What do you think about well, this? He wasn't the only. Like in fairness yeah. to in Ulrich, fairness, be fair. He start. He got the job as CEO in July of 2022. Yeah, they've they've been cycling through. They just CEOs. spit them out, mm-hmm. right? Like over and over again. So uh, it's it's more like anyone from Credit Suisse should end up on the board of UBS. Is the is the travesty mm-hmm. not this guy? This guy actually, arguably, had less to do with the failure of Credit Suisse. Probably by not. Probably have very little to do with it. I mean, the Credit Suisse falls because of a depositor run, right? Like, the, but they have been a shit company, mm-hmm. a shit bank from every perspective for a long time. So it can't all be him. And he came from the asset management division. He didn't even come from the banking division. It can't be his fault, right? It could be. Uh, and as a segue to my next, uh, my next uh, bo- line of boring topics. Uh, okay. Norf- <laughs> All right, <laughs> Norfolk <laughs> Southern. Uh, they're having their annual meeting tomorrow, Matt. So we'll see if if oh, really? uh, shareholders are angry or not tomorrow. Wait, they're voting is tomorrow the? Um, uh, no, it's not tomorrow. Oh, I think it was today. Wasn't there a, a congressional hearing on ESG? Okay, you're um, you're jumping to your 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 ADHDing my headline there, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. In fact, we were supposed to live stream it, and we completely forgot. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, before I hand it over to you, Matt, I have a few observations from recent annual meeting votes. Pro- I call these proxy observations. Why don't you play me into proxy observations? Give me something. Ooh, you want proxy observation music? Yeah, give me a theme. I got you covered. <laughs> oh, the same. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's so disappointing. <laughs> uh, we're I'm just talking about Fortune 250 votes here. The two, okay. 250 of the biggest companies in America. I just wanted to point this out to you. I, I, went, I was comparing two groups of shareholder proponents. The first is the anti-woke, the National Center for Public Policy Research. Yeah, there you are covered a lot them of recently. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. They've had nine votes so far in 2023. Cover their most their most favorite topic is civil rights audit, right? This is the yeah yeah. yeah. That's well well to be clear. They talk about a civil rights audit, but what they mean is mm-hmm. discrimination against white people. That's yes. what they mean in their civil That's rights. That's what they audit. mean. It's yeah. not the civil rights that I understood. No, it's not the one that we all learned about. Yes. It's the different one. Which you maybe will no longer be able to learn about in Ohio. I'm not sure. Or Florida or the Carolinas or anywhere. So they had nine votes so far in 2023. Seven of these are in the bottom 10 for the the least amount of support. So people are, they're not into these guys, Matt. They're not, shareholders don't seem to be into the National Center for Public Policy Research. That's sad for them. Yeah. Overall, they have an average vote of 2.8%. Wait a minute. Um, How much of that 2.8% is strive every time? Good question. Can I tell you what's amazing about this and why I picked this story? Is that last year, Matt, they had 13 votes up. The exact same percentage of votes... 2.8%. 2.8%. Momentum is building. Momentum <laughs> Two, is building. Actually, you're wrong. It actually has dipped 0.05%. I, I rounded up, uh, but it's still, <laughs> it's still credit. It's still 2.8%. Yeah. Look, they have time. If we can get that up to 2.9%, the anti-woke will have something to talk about. Uh, I wonder how Larry Fink is complicit in the fact that nobody likes them. Does he think he's part of I mean, some kind of collusion vote, right? against them? Yeah. They're voting, so they're vote. Maybe they're all talking about j- voting against them not that they ever voted for anything really ever do you think that black this means that blackrock controls 97.2 percent of the rest of the vote i mean not like legally and technically but in philosophically yeah obviously Uh, obviously and uh sisters the the nuns the sisters and the brothers the monks are they brothers friars brothers sisters brothers? (laughs) brothers and sisters sure okay They've had seven votes so far in 2023. They have an average support of 24%. That's pretty high. Wow. Wow. So that. What I'm trying to tell you is that it's better to be a nun than a racist, misogynistic jerk. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Prior to about one year ago, mm-hmm. would anyone have called nuns woke? Look, times are changing. <laughs> I mean, like when I grew up, the nuns were the ones with rulers slapping your hands for like, you know, saying stuff, wearing mm-hmm. f- weird clothes, having earrings, whatever, like uh, eating tuna fish in a from a toaster oven. Those are the <laughs> nuns. So, uh, 
And overall, so far, 2023, only five shareholder votes have passed. Only five so far. Uh, two, of them at, two of them at Wells Fargo. All, all shareholder votes, only two have passed? No, five have passed. Five have passed. How many yeah. votes have we had out of the Fortune 250? Uh, I, I think about five. No, no. Two to 300? So, listen, people. I can look while you're talking. The alternative democracy is a democracy only if you go vote for things. If you don't vote for things, it's not really a democracy because if you pass five proposals out of two plus hundred proposals, what you're saying is that what shareholders are asking for, 98% of it you don't care about and you're not going to vote for. That's uh, a shocking number to me. And finally, before I hand it over to you, say on pay votes... There have been no rejections so far in the, in the 250 biggest. Really? People, no rejections. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's sad for Strive because that is the one thing that we agree on all the time. They vote against say on pay all the time. All the time. Yeah. But it hasn't had any effect. Oh, Matt, what do you well, got today? You got a deep That was really us? uplifting. Um, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this back to reality with the wonkiest deep dive I've ever done on this show. Yeah. And it's about CME Group, Thank Chicago Mer Mercantile Exchange Group. Oh, speaking of exchanges and speaking of boring votes, yep. So their proxy came out um, and their vote just happened and their mm -hmm. vote is turning into basically a clown car disaster on an Good. annual basis. My and favorite here kind. is why. Mm -hmm. There are five, no less than five classes of shares at CME Group. It is rare when you have two classes it is rarer when you have three classes but five is like platinum level class shares like okay. that is that is just diamond encrusted shares there are class b shares but not just class b it is b1 b2 b3 and b4 <laughs> shares yeah yeah why not b c d e i wonder what the I, no, I, no no they didn't go with the alphabet they I went for b B's one through four. I would have liked to be in that meeting. That would have been an interesting meeting to decide that. And then you have class A. Those, those shares, those class B shares are owned by actually the CME membership. So in order to work, you know, trade on the exchange, you have to, you become a member of the exchange and you can trade. So the membership, when they IPO'd, got those shares. Class A shares is every other idiot. That's it's BlackRock and Damian Rollis. That's mm. who has class A shares. I like it. Class B shares entitled you to six Class B directors. These uh -huh. are, they can only be elected from the membership of CME exchanges. So Class B1 gets three directors. Class B2 gets two directors. Class B3 gets one. And B4 gets to vote on them, uh, the membership directors, basically. Okay. And this board has, so if you have six directors that are, voted in by these other classes how many directors would you say that the board has? you'd say they have the average board has you know eight to ten directors so yeah. you'd say they probably have like class a gets four or five directors and class b gets control right yeah, it's usually about half yeah a little bit, about half and half so instead CME thought it was a good idea to have 17 other directors. There are 17 <laughs> Class yeah. A directors. 17. Ah. That, that sounds like a very manageable board meeting. 
<laughs> there are 23 total people I mean, at every board meeting. And in case you're wondering, yeah. there were six board meetings this year, mm-hmm. two special meetings for the entire year. And the directors in total, you know how much it costs to pay 23 directors on your board? Oh, yeah, it's a lot of cheeseburgers. How much does it's, it cost? The, the, the stink coming out of that toaster oven is exceptional. At $6.5 million in wow. director salaries every mm-hmm. single year. What, why they average they, about $270,000 each a year. But really, the why, I know we, we've described Chicago as like, it's like sort of the business mafia capital of the, of the we country. We have said that, right? yeah. Uh, do you think they're just handing out favors? Like, why are they doing this? Why would you want uh, a, a board so large? I mean, does it give the... My question to you is that does it give the CEO more power if the board is just a big shit show? If nothing can happen, nothing gets done, does it does it give the CEO even more of a voice? So that would be my natural instinct okay. to say like this is consolidating power with the CEO. This is just terrible, like, right? Because it's just like what's going on. I have no idea. What does the CEO think? Like uh, not even that. Like. What time is the meeting? I'm going to turn my face off on the the Zoom call and no one would know because I'm on page two of the, you know, like the panels on a Zoom call, the the gallery view. (laughs) I'm on page two of the gallery. No one knows I'm even here. Uh, So register me as attended. Um, Here's the reality. Okay. Okay. And what got me going on this is, first of all, the ridiculousness of it it's a 23 person board they only managed to find two brown people they have a diversity matrix yeah basically they put 23 in the white column like or or what 21 in the white column and two in the not white column this is chicago we're not talking about like utah the highest influence member of this board is Mm -hmm. the ceo terrence duffy at 15 percent influence like because there's so many people it gets diluted well, here's the story. Okay. Um, and let's uh, let's do some. Do we have some story, story music? music? <laughs> um, I'll put it, I'll put story music in in post. Um, uh, here's yeah. here's the story. Apparently, they've been trying to get rid of the Class B shares for nearly a decade. Okay. In 2014, they put up to vote to to the the uh, shareholders getting rid of Class B shares, but the Class B shareholders had to vote for it, and they turned it down. Obviously. Who put up the vote? Management? Management put up the vote. Is that right? Okay. Management wanted unusual. to get rid of Class B, yeah, which okay. is very unusual. In 2018, four years later, they tried again. In fact, this time, they offered the members $10 million split between them to get rid of them. They basically were willing to pay wow. to shell out money to get rid of Class B. Yeah. Also, not approved, okay? Mm-hmm. In 2021, the board actually amended its own bylaws so that the nominating committee would select all the board members themselves. So the votes would go to the different classes because the way the votes work is the B1 shareholders elect three directors themselves. They're their own class. They get their own directors. It's like Mm -hmm. a whole separate vote. But the board said, well, let's amend the bylaws and make the nominating committee of the class, the class A nominating committee, choose all of the directors. And then at least they're picking from our directors, right? Right. So what happened was class B shareholders did not like this. 
There sure. are not that many of them. They did right. not like this at all, though. This felt like a runaround. So for the last two years, what they've done to get back at the, the board who amended the bylaws was they didn't show up to vote. And what? according to the charter, yeah. they, they require a quorum for each of the Class B shares. Okay. Otherwise, the existing directors just sit in their seats until they get a quorum. Okay. So for the last two years, Class B shareholders just don't show up. About 14% of them showed up this year to vote okay. for directors. And because they don't get a quorum, then they can't elect anybody new. They can't. <laughs> oh my God. So they can't put in the new nominating committees people. They just keep the old ones. Wow. The directors who are there mm -hmm. are the following six people. Yep. Bill Hobart. Yep. He's a class B1 nominee sure or director. He, is. Uh -huh. he has 2% of the influence, five years of tenure. He sits on the clearinghouse committee. Oh. They basically gave him a nothing ball committee. Yeah, you forgot to mention that this company has eight committees. Eight different committees. Yeah. That's a lot of committees. Mm -hmm. But you can have eight committees when you're effectively the size of an elementary school kindergarten class. Like, yeah. it's a gigantic. To be fair, oh. one of the committees is who was responsible for buying bagels for the meeting. <laughs> I think that was. It was the, whose turn is it to clean out the <laughs> toaster oven. Um, I'll spare you all the people. Sure. Except for one, Elizabeth Cook. She's a okay. class B3, B3 director. That sounds important. She has the third highest influence on the board overall, 7%. Huh. She's been there for eight years, and now they can't get rid of... Liz Cook can't get rid of her. Okay. Because they can't get a quorum. She has She'll tenure. get voted out. Mm -hmm. um, she is on the audit and the compensation committee. Okay. The total B-share influence of the, the B-share directors is 19%. Okay. So they do not control the room, which means... Right. You have, here's the situation. If class A shareholders vote to reduce the board to a manageable size, they can't get rid of the class B shareholders. Without quorum. Without a quorum. And they're not going to show up. So by reducing the size of the A shareholders from 17 to something manageable, they would actually increase the influence of the class B shareholders. You would hand control to the class B people. So they actually had to create a 23 person board just to drown out the people wow. who will not go away. This is sort of how the Democrats want to solve the Supreme Court problem, right? They want to yeah. add Supreme add Court justices to drown members. out the, the, the jerks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the CME blames the lack of diversity overall. They could oh, only find two brown I, people. I can't wait to hear this. The membership of the CME, the the member, the class B, they are there's a there's by my total count, there's twenty seven thousand of them possible who can mm -hmm. get elected to the board. And that includes like someone on the mailroom floor who's happens mm -hmm. to be a member, right? Like it's like nobody's. The membership is so not diverse that the six people there are almost entirely white people. In fact, mm -hmm. when you look at them, it's five white men and one white woman. That's well, what it is. You know, it's Chicago. And so they're basically saying All the 17 people. other people mm -hmm. are diverse. Like there's more, the percentage of diversity would be much higher if you remove those people. I see. So that's the situation. I, I don't have any takeaway here except that 
It's insanity. That's more than when I threw this story at you. That was more than I bargained for. I didn't think you'd find this. It's all, all I can say is it's always Chicago. It's always Chicago. We can end with it's always Chicago, right? As our ending. That toaster oven of a human is Damien Rollis. I am full of BS. This was Woke Wednesday. It was something. Very heavy. Very heavy ESG. I mean, it's the wonkiest thing I've ever heard. Are they going to try to ban us next? Because we talk about ESG a lot. I hope so. Before they ban us, rate us. Send us to a friend. I don't know why people don't. Like, I, the, we, we, I don't see new ratings come in. I don't see I'll be honest, Matt. When, when people tell me a podcast review. you're listening to, I don't listen. I'm just I, like, well, don't talk to me. Okay, well, but we're the one that you should send We're to the somebody. one, yeah. We're the we're only the one. one that you should send. I mean, how many other podcasts had future presidential candidates? Thank you. Thank you. None. None. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>